KMPL.ca newsroom on a Monday. Marty Thompson, Charlie O'Connor, Clark, back with you now two episodes a week in the lead up to the CPL season. We have lots to talk about in the CPL, including uh, uh, something with our friends over at Volkswagen Canada that'll come later on in the show. But first, we have to talk about Canada. Uh, the men's national team, they're on the verge of something special. We've heard this all before. That was Charlie with, my desk with, with his classic was that or was that knocking on wood yeah was it was just, it was yeah, yeah no I was hitting my desk we I mean we yeah, that that's I'm, I'm prefacing all of this by saying it looks good Canada one nil over Haiti in Port-au-Prince on Saturday night um probably good value for more than one goal one crucial away goal though as they go to mm-hmm. Chicago for the second leg um, we're a couple days away from from this, obviously, Charlie. But like, what? Maybe give Canada a grade out of that game because it was it was easy to get lost in the moment, thinking, "Holy cow, they're they're only one win away from from the octagon yeah. in the final round." But give us an idea now, a couple days removed. Yeah, I think it's easier to grade them a few days after because I think maybe immediately after the game, people might have been a little bit not frustrated, but maybe a little bit surprised that it wasn't the kind of wide open you know we're gonna score a million goals sort of Canada that we saw uh in the the World Cup qualifying group uh including against Suriname but I don't think it was ever going to be that this time I mean all four of Canada's uh group games were in the United States at very neutral venues it was they're obviously much more difficult uh opponents Haiti as well uh, they're going to grind you down. They're going to play very, very physical, which I'm sure we'll we'll get to as well. Uh, and I think now that you kind of look at it and you think about it, you think that's probably exactly what Canada was hoping for. I mean, maybe they hope that one more of those chances goes in. Maybe, you know, Jonathan David's breakaway from like half. But uh, in general, you come out with a clean sheet from Haiti. You, you pick up the away goal. Very difficult conditions, I think. John Herdman was talking about how how tough the pitch was to play on in maybe every answer he gave after the game. Um, it sounded like it was really sticky and dry and just the ball didn't really roll very well on it. And that obviously doesn't suit a team like Canada who wants to move the ball quickly and they want to get forward. Uh, but I don't think it's I don't think you can really fault anything about the way Canada played. They they dominated in midfield. They had their chances. It was a bit of a sluggish game, but you probably would have expected that. And they survived. I think really the best the best way to put it is they survived going down to Haiti. And they're going to have to obviously go to much more difficult places if they pull this out on Tuesday. So yeah, Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific on One Soccer. You know we'll be watching it. We'll have lots in the lead up on campl.ca. Let's talk about that midfield that they played in Port-au-Prince. Mark Anthony K comes in, um, Stephen Estacchio, uh, both players brilliant uh, in the midfield with Osorio just kind of in front of them. And you saw how crucial Osorio was to to creating that goal that Laren scored. What did you make of that midfield going into a game, a second leg game like this, where, you know, maybe, maybe Canada will be a bit more comfortable. Maybe they'll want to be more yeah. aggressive like that. Right. Cause essentially the, the, the pick was to go away from, from, from Piet, a more defensive midfielder. But what did you yeah. make of that going into the second leg? I was honestly really surprised by that specific change i mean i thought if if k was going to come in it might be for jonathan osorio instead of piet especially against a team like haiti where you don't know how much you're going to be able to dominate the ball and piet's obviously the ball winner generally when he's on the pitch uh but 
I don't think you can you can sit Mark Anthony K ever again. No, no, <laughs> he's a uh, he's really good, and he's kind of the the talisman there in midfield. He was able to get the ball up through the lines. He, I think that his role in in Canada's goal was just amazing. Just the vision to spot the place where Osorio could run and to kind of direct him into that area with the through ball was amazing. And I mean, Canada mm-hmm. obviously doesn't score without that. Uh, I, and, and I think K just brings something to the midfield that maybe some of the others don't. He's just a little bit more creative. He's got maybe better vision, uh, probably better vision than Piet. And, and I don't know, he's, he's, I think that for me, the question might be between K and Osorio, but, uh, I don't think Canada necessarily sees it that way. I think they really like Osorio up in that number 10 role and K maybe going from box to box. Uh, but I also don't know what you do with Piet because you're not dropping Eustachio. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. No, no, no. Because no. he was also phenomenal uh, on on Saturday. I think he has like 90% passing or something like that. Uh, and you can't drop that. <laughs> so <laughs> it does make things a little a little difficult. We knew that this was going to be kind of a selection headache for John Herdman. There's four really good midfielders in this group. One day there might be five when Atiba Hutchinson comes back in. You can play three of them, I think, unless you... Because you don't really want to make a formation where you can play all four of them because that obviously takes other great players off the pitch. But, you know, maybe Sam Piet is going to turn into the guy that you bring in to a game where you're trying to protect a lead or get the ball back or, or something like that. It's a situational thing. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and the flexibility to, to do that, like the flexibility to be able to bring in like a Piet and then the way that the, like, I mean, the way that the midfield moved against Haiti was, was much different. Uh, we got to talk about Alfonso Davies getting kicked constantly. Yeah. Just over and yeah. over again. I just have it written down the notes. They won't stop hurting Alfonso. Please stop. <laughs> that I've written down. Uh, I mean, how how much do you read into this? Because this is obviously an easy thing for people to talk about on social media, like you know, players just going into him constantly. But like, how much do you really take stock in like bubble wrapping Alfonso Davies in Concacaf? I I think that he comes into these games knowing that that's what's going to happen. Uh, and if you <laughs> if you ask him or if you ask. John Herdman, he's a tough guy. Um, I, I think for oh, the we most, I'm sure from the way he was getting kicked, yeah, the way he was getting kicked, it was like, man, like I I'm would sure, be fuming. I'm sure Bayern Munich is is sitting watching those games, just terrified out of their minds, um, and they may not be too pleased about seeing that. But no, Davies, he definitely wasn't shying away from contact. Right, he was running right at guys. He was, you know, dishing it out a little bit himself sometimes. And we've seen him do that in the past, right? Even mm-hmm. even in the Bundesliga or, or back in MLS. He can make those tackles as well, and he can be a physical player. Uh, so I, I think he it's it's definitely tougher for him because he won't be able to maybe just run all the way up the touchline like he could against Suriname because uh, Haiti was, you know, like double, triple marking him at some points of that game yeah. just to really, really cut him down and, you know, hit him in the shins as much as possible. But uh, I don't, I don't think that it's really a concern. It's obviously a concern that he's not as involved as you want him to be, but uh, in terms of in terms of how he's dealing with the physicality, I think he's fine. I think he can do it, and I think he kind of embraces it. 
And not to get too pulled away from the fact that Canada is one win away from making the final stage of World Cup qualifying for the first time uh, since the 1998 cycle. Like something that maybe, Charlie, I'm not sure if you agree with this, but the, just from reading, you know, the quotes from players out of these some of these press releases or press conferences, like, you know, John Herdman on the call uh, with media on the bus on the way out of yeah. Haiti, uh, they're they're. There seems to be, and I don't want to jinx this. I know people are, you know, worried about that, but like, there seems to be a level of confidence in this team going into this game. Yeah. Oh, right? a huge it's, one. And it, and it, like, maybe does that seem strange to you? In that, it's maybe just something we haven't, something you just wouldn't necessarily expect previously. Yeah, I. It's it's. I don't know whether or not yet we can say that it's earned confidence. Um, because I, th I think this team is still continuously being tested and still, you know, proving itself. Uh, but I think it's a good thing for them to go into this, looking at the talent they have on paper. And basically they would say that, you know, if they win this two-legged tie, they're not going to say that it's that big an accomplishment because right. this team's very specific goal and, and obvious goal is to get to the world cup. And I, I'm sure once they get into that, once they hopefully get into that octagon, then maybe we'll see them react a little bit differently. Uh, I genuinely don't even want to speculate on how that could go yet because <laughs> <laughs> it's very scary to me. But yeah, I think this team does have a lot of confidence. And I think that that's probably a good thing for when they play against these tough teams. Because in the past, we've seen Canada play a little nervous or a little scared against some CONCACAF teams that they should probably beat and it's kind of hurt them in the past. So I definitely think that this is a good thing. Canada, Haiti from Chicago, Illinois, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific on one soccer. Again, Tuesday night, tune in. This is going to be a big one. This is going to be a big mm -hmm. one. Quickly, before we get into some CPL news, we're just recording this uh, after the Canadian women's national team drew nil-nil with Brazil. Um, that's now two uh, stalemates back to back. Obviously, the Czech Republic. We talked about that last time. Um, I mean, what kind of takeaways can you give? Can you give us other than the fact they didn't score a goal, Charlie? Yeah, it's better to draw nil nil with Brazil than with the Czech Republic. I think um, that's true. That's true. I think the last three games Canada's played against Brazil, they lost four nil. They drew two two, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, a clean sheet is a huge improvement. The backline looked great. As much as Canada didn't threaten them going forward, Brazil didn't really threaten Canada. So maybe that's the silver lining. But again, I think maybe the biggest concern with this team at the moment is the attack. And it doesn't really seem to have a lot of its identity figured out just yet under Bev Priestman, which, you know, takes time. But uh, hopefully that can come soon because they're going to need it in Tokyo. Okay, now let's switch to some CPL news. Uh, this is exciting for us. Volkswagen Canada coming in to sponsor a segment for us and, and help prep you, frankly, for, for the CPL season coming up with the kickoff in Winnipeg. It's Return to the Stage presented by Volkswagen Canada. We're going to talk about each team, talk about their preseasons, what they look like, what the prep's like going into Winnipeg as teams are going to start to arrive as early as Wednesday. 
Everyone's talking about Volkswagen's all-new compact SUV, the fun-loving, always-game 2022 Taos. Unfortunately, you're all saying it wrong. It's not the Taos or Taos or Taos, and if you think it's the Toes, Toss, or Toast, then come on, you're not even trying. It's Volkswagen's all-new, perfectly-sized compact SUV, Taos, and it rhymes with house. Now you're ready to visit VW.ca or your Volkswagen dealer to learn more. Volkswagen. We're going to start west to east because we've got Marco Bussos on, as you saw uh, in the podcast description. Um, we're also going to talk about Cavalry FC, starting out west. Um, this is a team that, Charlie, I know you, uh, you've you said on this podcast that you were worried about them. You've changed your tune since, naturally, as the signings have started to come in. You talked yeah. to Tommy Wielden Jr. Uh, <laughs> this week, not to put too much, uh, not to put you on the spot too much. You talked to Tommy Wielden Jr., uh, coach of Calvary this week um, or last week, rather. Uh, give us a bit of a rundown of what's going on in Calgary and and what we can expect from them because they've definitely got yeah. at least a couple more signings, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I asked asked Tommy, and he said that they've got a few younger players in camp as well as uh, I think I think what he said was they've got an ace up their sleeve to reveal before they get to Winnipeg. Uh, I don't know what that could be. Yeah, last year, last year that was Marcus Haber. Last year so it was this- Marcus Haber, and it was a hell of an ace up their sleeve. <laughs> Worked out pretty well, and it was also really cool. Um, but I have no clue. I haven't, you know, I don't think I've heard any kind of rumors or anything for Cavalry. Uh, so that's something to be excited about. But even without this, uh, this final card to play, they're a very interesting team, right? There's a lot of a lot of players from the last two years in the CPL that have moved on. Nathan Mavilla is not there anymore. Jordan Brown, uh, Elijah Adekubi is going to miss the season with injury, which is really unfortunate. Uh, but that's another, you know, keep it. Dominic Zator. Haven't definitely need to mention him. <laughs> a lot of players are moving on from this team, but also a lot of new guys are in here, and it's kind of exciting. This team's a lot younger. I think they're they're going to be a little bit faster when they play with the ball it's just there's so many so many new names that in the defense you know dan klump coming from the netherlands and, and tom field uh from from northern ireland coming into this squad uh i i don't know really where we want to go with them well like just so I, much I mean new maybe maybe the question is like do you think that this team is actually better than it was in 2020 you could you could make certain arguments about like the players that have come in like you know we haven't even talked about Joe Mason his mm-hmm. and, and you have an update on him he's he's going to be coming maybe after the kickoff is that right yeah it sounds like his paperwork is just about sorted out but he'll be joining the the squad around midway through the okay okay the event in Winnipeg so according to to Tommy um so I I don't know really when exactly that is, but it sounds like but he'll I, be there for sure at some point. But I mean, this is, this is a team that like we we've seen teams, you know, have to chop and change. And like, I don't think teams have necessarily chopped and changed the way cavalry has just because, you know, there's obviously a mass exodus of, of some of their core players, but like, I, I'm willing to put my chips down that this is a better team than it was in 2020, just because of, just because of who they, like you, you, you mentioned Dan Klopp, like he, the, the back line, um, has has rebounded in such a way after losing Dominic Sator. Like, you know, we haven't even talked about Anthony Novak, who might be one of like consistently one of the best strikers in the CPL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and obviously Mason. I don't know. I just think that there's I, 
I just think that coming into Winnipeg, there may be maybe a bit of a sleeper pick just because I know obviously players and, 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 and pundits don't want to make too many assumptions on a team, but like they've also had, you know, and we're going to get into this when we get to the Ontario teams, because this is the whole narrative around them is, you know, Calvary has been able to train too, yeah. right? This is going to be, a, this is a team that's been able to train for the most part, you know, with their whole group. So I feel like you, you hopefully iron out a bunch of those kinks, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we didn't even mention Joe DiChiara, who yes. maybe has been one of the best midfielders in the entire CPL for two yep. years. And, you know, if if York had gone to the, the Final Four last year, he might get MVP caliber talk. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to call a team that's come first in every CPL regular season ever uh, a sleeper pick, <laughs> but they are very different. And I yes. think on paper, they're definitely, I think on paper, I agree that they are better this year. Uh, and uh, their ceiling is probably higher with some of these players that we maybe don't know so much about. I'd be a little bit interested to see how they play with this group and whether it's the same sort of, you know, high pressing 90 minutes of hell football that, that Tommy Wilden Jr. loves so much. Cause I know there's a lot of what kind of made them tick in the first year was it was a group of very specific players who, were fairly familiar with each other and they all really bought into that system. Uh, and this, this, this group uh, may be more talented, but mm -hmm. we haven't seen them play yet. So we don't know if they'll maintain that identity and whether that'll carry forward into a new year. So they're probably the team that I'm most interested to see play at, at the kickoff this year. Okay. We got, we're going to, we're going to flip to uh, Barco Busos here and Pacific FC uh, just shortly. We're also going to talk about his ad. We haven't even talked about it. Uh, he's, a movie star. The <laughs> he's a movie star. If you're watching the Euros, make sure I'm, I, I think I've, I've been guilty of this, just like tuning out at halftime for a bit, you know, but make sure to watch the commercial breaks. You're going to catch a glimpse of Marco Bustos, uh, who's, uh, who's our movie star guest coming right up. So we're joined by Marco Bustos of Pacific FC, movie star Marco, as we just introduced you there uh, in the segment before. We were just talking. So you shot that for 10 hours, the Euro ad. So what, yeah, like, they, but you're only yeah. on screen for what, like five maybe seconds? three seconds. Yeah, <laughs> three to five seconds, maybe. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I was telling you guys, I didn't really know the script of what we were doing or what kind of was going on. I just knew I was going to be on an ad that was going to be Volkswagen and on TSN during the Euro. So I just said, hey, put my head down. And I said, uh, let's go for it. That's good exposure and whatever it takes. Let's do it. But I know there's no way I would ever become a movie star. No <laughs> did you get like, did you get like direction or was it just kind of, you know, show up and, and look cool, put your Jersey on. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, a <laughs> not too much direction. Just kind of, just kind of free, free for all kind of thing. And pretty, pretty relaxed. Uh, we were obviously directed in what we were doing, but it was kind of, got a bunch of different shots and see, I guess what fit best in this commercial. We knew we'd trip you up by hoping, playing yourself here. There at, what's that? Sorry. Oh, oh, we, we knew we'd trip you up a little bit by playing videos of yourself while you're <laughs> sorry. What are you going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say there right before that car at the end, right there. I wish I was like yeah. another split second longer there <laughs> <laughs> for next time. Whoever edited this yeah, is for, for next, next time. time. Yeah. yeah. For next time. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean this, and then like this, this, bleeds into that like you're gonna have like friends and family watching this that wouldn't know you filmed that like i mean maybe the first question is what like what kind of reception would you just get from people that you knew 
Like, yeah, did you just get tons of text a, messages? Yeah, I got a ton of text messages. And uh, obviously, I didn't tell anyone I was doing this. Uh, <laughs> just obviously my family and whatnot. But uh, yeah, a ton of text, text messages. I got a call from uh, actually my uncle who didn't know. He was just watching TSN and it came up and he called me and said, basically how proud he was of me and that it was nice to see his last <laughs> name there and, and all that. But uh, again, no, it was cool. Like I had uh, a lot of people kind of screen recorded and send it to me through uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, that kind of stuff. But it's it, uh, cool. all in all, it was a, yeah, it was a cool commercial for sure. And yeah. to be played during the Euros when only here in Canada, TSN is playing the game. So I guess I'll, uh, a lot of people will be seeing my face. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> is it no weird kidding. to just is it weird to just be like if you like sit down and watch one of these games and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, that's me. <laughs> oh, the first few times. <laughs> now yeah, it's, uh, yeah, for sure. Now it's it's normal, but uh, <laughs> but every time is obviously I I stay a little bit longer just to see if it's gonna come on or not. But it seems to come <laughs> on every game, so. We'll bring it back up to you again here. So which, sorry, which clip you wanted? No, I'm just kidding. You wanted this one to be a bit longer at the end. That's too bad. Yeah, that's brutal. the last one. No, that's okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. great, great acting from Manny and Jamar here, by the way. I just like to point that out. They were stone cold. It was perfect. That's all you need. They look, um, so, we were joking about that today. They We were saying they look like mannequins. <laughs> yeah, wax figures. Uh, so let's talk about Pacific Camp briefly. You guys have been training for quite a while. Like, can you give us maybe a bit of insight into how things are like, obviously compared to last year, you know, every, every player and every team we talk to, it's like this year just seems to be a lot more, you know, positive in many respects, but like, what can you tell us about how the team's been training so far? Yeah, I think, uh, I think even when we, when we started training and that was uh, a couple months, we knew that obviously we had to be prepared for, for this moment now you know, that we're, we're going to play, you know, in the back of our back of our heads, we knew, all right, we can't really, there's no time frame really of when we're going to start, but we know we're going to play. So it was, it was important to every day, just come in and do the work, you know, all the fitness work that we've been doing, all the tactical stuff, technical stuff, it all comes down to now, you know, when we need to start, when we need to get on the pitch and actually perform, this is why we practice. This is why we train. So uh, I think it's, it's a great group. You know, uh, we have we've added a few pieces that uh, that make us a lot stronger for sure. And uh, but I think a key thing was that bringing in. I think uh, a key thing that Pod did was bring in bring in a lot of the same guys. You know, getting mm-hmm. that chemistry, um, building building the group. I think that was important too. And. And just building off of last year, you know, we had a we had a good season. I felt I felt like we were we had a lot of positives. Obviously, uh, some negatives to grow on, but uh, I felt you know first time together. I think it was, and not not knowing what PI was going to bring, I think it was a mm-hmm. positive ten games for sure. You know, mm-hmm. we always went in there saying we wanted to make the top four, and we did. And obviously, we fell a bit shy of of a championship game. But uh, but now with that experience, I think uh, and the training that we've been doing, um, you know, we're we're all in the same mentality. We all want to win. We all want to be champions. And it takes more than just to talk about it. You know, it's about the actions and what I see from these guys day in day out. Uh, they really do believe in it. You don't want to. We don't want to give too much away. But 
who who's looking really good in camp right now? You know, is, is there anybody that we should, you know, be be looking out for when you guys hit the pitch that maybe we're not thinking of other than yourself, of course. <laughs> we're, we're not going to play the, we're not going to play the commercial anymore. We're not going to blow your ego up too, ego up too much. No, for me, for me, it's, uh, we're a team of, of a lot of, a lot of quality. Um, and everyone has their, their place. Everyone, everyone has their job, their role that they need to do. And I think on any given day, anyone can show up and, and, uh, and do the job. And that's what, that's what to me is important. And that's what to the coaching staff, I would imagine is important too. And to other players, you know, uh, if we want to be a champion, we, we need to play together like champions. And for me, it's if you're playing against us, you know, I, I want it to be the 11 guys on the field that that, uh, you know, the other team is, oh, wow, I don't want to play against this guy. But not just me, but everyone else around us, too. You know, I think we need to be dominant in the 11 guys we have and the five subs that come off the bench to come in and make an impact. Every CPL season, there's, you know, a, a new batch of people that come to the league and, you know, Pamadou Ka from the Island Games was was one of those p- people that, you know, fans gravitated to. And now you're going into your second season under him. And, you know, we hear loads of obviously all great positive stories to to be around him and to, to be coached by him. What can you maybe say about the mentality of this group now going into a second season with someone like Ka at the helm? Yeah, it's it's great. You know, obviously, I feel more prepared than ever right now. You know, uh, obviously, with uh, with last year, we had we didn't know much of what was going on. We didn't know we were going to go to PEI until there, I think, like a week and a half before. But uh, just the preparation, uh, him and him, James, Riley, Mark, what they do for the team is is uh, is super professional. <laughs> um, Rigorous. Know, Rigorous. <laughs> I just I just saw you reaching no, for a word. <laughs> no, just super professional and the standard, you know, Pa played at, at a really high level. Uh, the standard he brings every day with the training sessions, uh, the demand that he has vocally of everyone is, I just feel like this year is, uh, we have more, obviously more experience with in the sense of, uh, of the players in the league, but like any other team too. But uh, I just feel like we're we're more prepared. We know, we knew we were more structured this year. I feel in the sense of the training sessions and uh, and just knowing that you know we're getting ready for something big. We're starting, hopefully for twenty eight games. Uh, it's going to take a whole group of guys, and I think they put together they put together a really good team, uh, really good yeah. players, and more importantly, like good good human beings. Like I can tell for the this is the first team I've been in where where uh, everyone is really together. You know, we don't have that two or three guys, uh, you know, if they don't play, they they ruin it for the rest of the group. You know, I feel like we're we're very much together and that's going to be important, especially in the bubble. And we're going to need everyone. You know, it's eight games in four weeks. It's tough. But uh, hopefully we come out with uh, with good results and, and everyone's looking forward to it for sure. The, uh, the last thing we haven't touched on is you're going back to Winnipeg, right? Uh, obviously, unfortunately, didn't get to play there last year after you moved from Valor. You're from Winnipeg, so what are you what are you telling guys about heading back there? I mean, I, it, you won't get to play in front of the Winnipeg fans, unfortunately, just yet. 
But I mean, are you excited to go back? Yeah, of course. Uh, guys asked me, you know, what's it like? I said, we're basically we're going to a bubble, so there's not much we can really do. I know mm -hmm. it'll be hot for sure and humid, but uh, but it'll be for everyone. Um, I'm just excited, you know. I'm excited to play whether it's <laughs> Winnipeg, Halifax, PEI again. To me, it doesn't matter. I just want to play. But uh, for me, I'm familiar with the stadium. You know, I scored some goals there, and uh, and just just the feeling of being back home. Obviously, I won't be able to have uh, my friends and family there in the stands yet. Hopefully, uh, after a few games in, but uh, but yeah, it's just it's a good feeling, you know, going back to somewhere where you're familiar with is uh, always nice for sure. Places to eat in Winnipeg, <laughs> we could maybe order in from. What's what's your go-to local spot? Are you guys going? Marty I'm is. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking for places to eat, man. I've I've heard <laughs> Winnipeg food is great, but like, where it's do you awesome, start? Man. Sorrentos. Italian food. Very good. Where Sorrento's on else? Ellis. It's close to the stadium there. Or to, uh, sorry, to our hotel where we're staying. Um, and then what's... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Give us some more places to eat. I got to write all these down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marty's just doing his own homework see. right now. Stella, Stella's is a good place, too. It's uh, like modern, healthy kind of food. It's a nice place. Uh, there's lots. Like you go on skip the dishes, you'll you'll be scrolling for hours, man. Skip the dishes being a, a local joint as well. Okay, what's one? <laughs> what's one? Hey, I know that's based in Winnipeg. I know that. Uh, what's one excursion you would want to do if we could all leave the like? Let's say let's say Pacific and go do one thing one day. What would you want to do? Bring them all to my house. <laughs> Bring them all to my house and have a big barbecue. I love that. We'll have to see if that's uh, if that that if that's allowed in the uh, in the single site kickoff. Probably Who knows, not. man? It might probably be. Not. Yeah, it might <laughs> it be. Might but be. if not, then uh, probably go like if we could as a team go for a walk somewhere. I think uh, taking them around Assiniboine Park area would be nice. It's a nice walk, you know, a lot of a lot of flowers, a lot of stuff uh, to look at, I guess. And there's the zoo there, so that'd be pretty cool. But, uh, but okay, yeah, probably you, do something you, like that. You got to be honest with you, Marco. We only got about another minute. Um, are the bugs bad? Say that again, sorry? Are the bugs bad? Oh, yeah. Make sure you, whenever you're <laughs> outside, you put mosquito spray on, man. <sighs> okay. Yeah. That's what I was, I was right. actually telling my face that today. Every time we go train, we have to, we have to get a mosquito repellent. Especially Amazing. when the sun goes down, it's, it's, it's bad. Not too much in the stadium, but like where we'll be practicing and stuff, where it's more outdoorsy and creeps around, it's it gets pretty bad. I think I would have preferred if you lied to me, Marco, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, that's honest, right. the honesty is key, man. Honesty is the best. <laughs> okay, Marco, now thanks you'll be so prepared. much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'll bring tons and tons of bug spray. Okay, Marco, thanks that. so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. No, no worries, man. Thank you. Nice to see you guys and hopefully see you soon and chat soon.